0: A million-dollar house in Green Bay? A college football team snaps a 29-game losing streak, and we learn about how the Kansas City Chiefs bamboozled the Dallas Cowboys. That and more this week in the World of Football. Hello? You play to win the game.
1: Hey, what do we do when we get the ball? Why, well, Appleheads, all you got to do when you get the ball is go with that Go that
0: way, Al Bundy. Do you know what a hero you are to me? I presume you're referring to my four touchdowns in one game.
1: A personal foul. I'll oh, we'll pick this off. A number 99 of the defense after he tackled the quarterback. He's giving them business down there. <laughs> That's a 15-yard penalty. Hey, look out there! You want to get hyped? We're going to throw a forward pass. Signal.
0: 1872 forward pass, team assault. Eeny, meeny, miny, moe, ready or not, here we go, Take. On behalf of the players and coaches in the XFL, we welcome you to our brand of football.
1: Arizona 50, the Super Bowl Storm 41, the Arizona Rattlers are your 2017 United Bowl champions. Flushed. throws it down, caught by Boston College, I don't believe it, oh. it's a touchdown, <laughs> the Eagles win it, unbelievable, I don't believe it, celebrate an arena bowl championship, once again, the champions are the Philadelphia soul. It's my pleasure, it's my pleasure. to present the national championship trophy to Coach Navo Sweeney and the Clemson Tigers. But in the end, Ottawa took the trophy for the Red Blacks' Canadian football glory. He's in! Patriots win the Super Bowl! Hello again and welcome to This Week in the World of Football, the show that covers all aspects of the football world with an emphasis on football history. This is episode number 7 for September 24th, 2017. I'm your host, Randy Snow, and across the table from me, as always, is my son, Adam.
0: Happy Sunday. Uh, Got a London game going on
1: right Right, now. A
0: full college slate yesterday. We've got more NFL games coming up. Let's do this thing.
1: Okay. We are coming to you from our World of Football Man Cave, located in the center of the football world, Kalamazoo, Michigan, of course. So let's review what happened this past week. Let's start with the NFL. Uh, You mentioned the Yahoo game.
0: Oh, yeah. You you said you were watching that. I I was watching a little bit. I, uh, unfortunately, was still asleep when that game started, (laughs) and we're keeping an eye on the score right now, and we'll update that in a minute when we go through some of uh,
1: the few scores that we missed. and in the last couple of weeks, we've talked about NFL games being on other platforms, Facebook, some games, college games or something, all these different platforms, and Yahoo is just another one, but... This game on Yahoo actually was pretty good. I mean, the quality of the streaming service and everything, even on my not-so-great Internet connection, was pretty good. I mean, Uh I clicked on it, and it popped right up, and uh, the broadcasters were there just like a television broadcast. And it looked good. It sounded great. Uh, There was no lag time or anything, no buffering that I could tell, uh, maybe once, but it was it was really a quality broadcast on Yahoo. So I was very impressed. Well,
0: well I would hope after their last few years of experimenting with uh, the online formats that they'd get it right, regardless mm. of how good or bad your internet connection is. Right. Uh, so I guess that makes me good to hear. I'm a little bummed that it's not on TV. You're going to go through all this effort to you know put a game in london and make it start at 9 30 or 9 o'clock well, and all, all
1: the games in london are all at 9 see eastern
0: and, time. The, and that's not right i think it should all be one o'clock slate games because <laughs> uh, for the west coast people that's getting up at 6 a.m goodness like come on well it, here
1: on the east coast and on the uh, eastern time zone i actually like it uh, i like you know years ago the lions were playing over there and we, we did a big breakfast thing for that so I kind of like the nine thirty in the morning game, but that's only
0: because you're one of those heathens that aren't going to church every <laughs> Sunday morning at that time. These hey. poor people that I put on their suits and go to church, they get to miss the London game.
1: Well, you know, sometimes you gotta you gotta leave church a little early to to get back in time for the Lions game.
0: How many, how many pastors do you think are sitting there this week uh, with a phone out on the little podium watching the Not London game?
1: Not too many, I don't think. <laughs> All right. Well, enough about that. The, the other story that came out this week that I thought was pretty interesting was there's a house in Green Bay, Wisconsin. It's a little tiny house. It looks like a normal little house from the outside. But they're asking a million dollars for this house, which is way out of the price range. It should be around 150000 The kicker is that it's right across the street from Lambeau Field. It's like they've got Lambeau Field in their backyard. And, like I said, from the outside, it looks like a normal little house, but inside it's all Packers colors. Uh, it's yellow and green. It's got Packers logos everywhere. They're calling it a party house. Hmm. And they're asking a million dollars for it. I don't know. Uh, the location, yeah, is really great. You know, if you lived there, that would be awesome to be right across the street from the stadium. But if you don't have season tickets, you're never getting into the stadium anyway. But I don't know. I, we'll see if this thing actually sells. Yeah. I think I out.
0: think any hardcore fan that would uh, live right across the street from their favorite team. I think they wouldn't complain about that. Yeah, but for a million dollars, I don't know. I don't know. You'd probably be surprised. There's got to be some million-dollar Packer fan out there that's just foaming at the mouth to get this place. Could
1: be. We'll see. Uh, last I knew, it was still on the market, so well, maybe next week we'll have an upda- update on whether it's sold or not.
0: And I'm looking at the pictures of, uh, of, the, of the house. It's not even that big of a house. No, it's pretty tiny. It's yeah. a tiny-looking house. I forget the
1: square footage, but... Uh, it's it's a little bitty house, and again, from the outside, it looks like just a normal little house. Yeah, there's no way. I don't care what it looks like on the inside. That is not a million-dollar house. <laughs> so It's all in the location. That's, that's the whole thing with that. But, okay, uh, sad note this week. Actor Bernie Casey died, and most people will know Bernie Casey as an actor. He was in such movies as The Magnificent Seven, uh, the James Bond movie Never Say Never Again, He actually uh, was in Brian's Song, where he played Gail Sayers, Hmm. the the original Brian's Song. There's been a remake of it. Uh, So he's done many dramatic roles. But he also was in several comedies, including Revenge of the Nerds, where he played the head of the Lambda 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 fraternity. And uh, one of my favorite movies of all time. I'm gonna get you, sucker!
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Classic. Oh God! Classic. Movie. I own that one. I love that. Love Keenan Ivory Wayans and all the stuff that he's done. Loved in Living Colors. And this movie was great. And Bernie Casey was in that. did a Did a great job. Very funny in this in his role. So people are wondering why am I talking about an actor when this is a football podcast? Well, you might not know this, but he actually played in the NFL for eight years. Hmm. Uh, He went to college at Bowling Green. That's where he played college football. And then he was actually drafted. He was a first-round draft pick, the ninth overall pick in the 1961 NFL draft by the San Francisco 49ers. And he was also drafted in the ninth round of the AFL draft in 1961 by the New York Titans. And he signed with the 49ers. He played for the 49ers from 61 to 66. And then he played two more seasons with the Los Angeles Rams in 67 and 68. He was kind of a tight end, wide receiver. He caught 40 touchdowns over the course of his career. I think he had over 5,000 yards receiving. He was in the Pro Bowl in 1967. But, yes, he started out as a pro football player, and a lot of people may not know that, but uh, pretty decent player. Yeah. He didn't want to be known just as a football player, though. He, he went back to Bowling Green after his NFL career was over with, and he he got uh, his... Uh, Master's degree in in art, I think, and he he's written books on poetry, so he's a very artistic guy. And he didn't want to be known just as a football player, and I I think he succeeded in his career. So, hmm. very sad to hear about Bernie Casey passing away.
0: Yeah. All right. So, what's this story here about the earthquake uh, that you got down here? Is that well, something was... you were
1: scratching off our itinerary? <laughs> well, I was going to, but yeah, there was an earthquake in Mexico City last week. Going right along with all the, the hurricanes in Florida and Texas, and now you've got an earthquake down in Mexico City.
0: And dodging the apocalypse yesterday, apparently. Yeah. I don't know if
1: you heard about that. Yeah. I had tickets to the Western Michigan game yesterday, and I thought, <laughs> great, Now on game day, they're going to end the world. That was whatever. a nice day for the apocalypse, it was, though. <laughs> it was a gorgeous day yesterday, and uh, glad the world didn't end because yeah. I went to the Western Michigan game last night, and uh, and they won, and that was that was great. Had a good time. Well, there's really been warm here in Michigan. Lately. Oh yeah, it's ninety degrees at game probably, time. Probably a sign of the apocalypse. In the at the end of September, that is unusual. Yeah. For, I guess we'll take for it for right now. The oh, yeah. winter's right
0: around the corner. The leaves are already starting to change. So yeah. I guess t- take it while you can.
1: Yeah, so, the only reason I was going to mention the earthquake in Mexico City is because the NFL has a game scheduled in Mexico City on November nineteenth, and I just I didn't know if that was going to uh, interfere with that game at all, but. Um, our thoughts and prayers go out to the people of Mexico right. City. Uh, uh, that's more important uh, than the NFL going down. The and NFL going down. Yeah, yeah so playing that, their flag there. So but I just thought, you know, that the NFL games have been canceled or moved uh, in the states because of weather, and now you've got this earthquake in Mexico, and they yeah. they happen to have a game coming up down there next month or yeah, a couple so months. So yeah, it's been a weird season. Yeah, a so weird, guess we'll keep an eye on on that as weather. it develops. Yep. All right, let's move on to college. Oh, here we're
0: gonna not let let me go through my scores. Oh, like, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, go man. Ahead. I get I get a whole bit, and I'm already <laughs> getting scratched out of your itinerary. I mean, there's only a few scores to talk about since we last uh, talked. Sure. It was uh, last Monday night before the Monday night game that we talked, mm-hmm. and that's uh, the Lions played the Giants. Prevailing 24-10 to 10, mm-hmm. uh, in a game that I am thoroughly satisfied with. <laughs> and uh, all the national media seems to be talking about what's wrong with the Giants. Yep. I mean, I ain't saying the Lions are the greatest team in the world right now. They've still got a long ways to go. Sure. I mean, they got a tough game today. But, I mean, give the Lions some credit. And a few people did. I think John Gruden did and uh, a couple other ESPN
1: analysts. We've been putting up with that for years as Lions fans. The, the Lions will come out of nowhere, they'll beat the Super Bowl champions from last year, and they get no love at all. It's yeah. always, what was wrong with, with Peyton Manning? What was wrong with Brett Favre? Oh my gosh, the Lions beat them. And all they concentrate on is the losing team, not and, Detroit.
0: Which them. I kind of get, because the Lions have been a, a yeah. staple of mediocre for decades. for yeah, many so, many years. So I guess uh, if they want to change that, today's the day. They play a tough Atlanta Falcon team, so we'll get off our Lions soapbox, we'll move on there was a thursday night game uh in san francisco uh where the 49ers uh hosted the los angeles rams i'm mm-hmm. still getting used to saying that yeah, and yeah, it do in traditional thursday night fashion it was the color rush game yuck and since you don't have any college uniforms this week that you <laughs> deemed uh i didn't notice any uh, there might have been some out there but right. i didn't see any but uh how about them uh color rush uniforms this week thumbs up
1: thumbs down not a fan of the color rush every week they try to put something out there i think it's only because thursday night football has such low ratings that they're throwing this color rush out there to try and get more people to watch I, i believe that but okay so
0: how about for the rams they're all yellow uniforms thumbs up or thumbs down
1: Um, it wasn't totally terrible, but I'm still going to give it a thumbs down.
0: Thumbs down. I like the helmet. I like the helmet with the yellow Mm -hmm. as opposed to the white. I mean, I get what they're going with now being in Los Angeles, kind of going for a a retro look sort of, right. Even though they kept the same uniforms, which makes no sense. (laughs) Uh, but the all yellow, yeah, thumbs down there, and the San Francisco Forty ers all black, I'd give that a thumbs down. Yep. Black does not make sense to me. I would, if you're gonna make color rush a big thing, how about uh, you do some crazy colors? Like, how about an all gold uniform for the Forty ers that would match their helmet? I'm just saying, I think that would be funny. I think it'd be great. <laughs> See a bunch of guys in gold running around on the field. I mean, shoot, you got the Seahawks who wear those neon green uniforms. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. I'd,
1: I'd like to see a little more creativity with these Color Rush uniforms. Yeah, I like to see my teams with their original colors I know. looking like they're supposed to. I, I know. I enjoy seeing Vince Lombardi's Packers in their green and yellow looking exactly like the Aaron Rodgers Packers of today. I I, I like tradition.
0: I know. And uh, the final score in that game was the Rams coming out with a 41-39 victory. The first time in NFL history that a final score was 41-39.
1: to Yeah, I don't know why, why they made a big deal out of that. Uh, I made a note several years ago. Uh, the Lions had a game where this, the score at halftime was eleven to eleven. Yep, I remember. And that. They made a big deal out of that. And it was a Monday night
0: against uh, the Buccaneers. If
1: but to I me, remember, that's unusual. Yeah. Eleven to eleven—that's kind of a CFL score. I mean, with the right. fact that they have the Rouge every now and then—you get some really unusual scores in the CFL. And so that that really stuck out. So I remember making a mental note of that. But just because it's 41 39? I I guess if it's
0: never happened, because I guess, you know, you get your traditional 27 24 scores, and you
1: see those a lot. So
0: I don't know. It's just a fun little note. And uh, obviously, we were talking about the London game going on right now, and uh, the current score is surprising to me because I literally just looked at it right before we went to air. Uh, The Jacksonville Jaguars, who appear to have just gotten the ball back with 9 minutes and 34 seconds left in the fourth quarter, are up 44 nothing. Wow. Which is the same exact score between the first meeting between the Jaguars and our Detroit Lions. Mm. Uh, Fun note. (laughs) So that's it for the NFL scores right now. Um, Next week we'll tackle some of the the scores during the day uh, when we get back around to this, Okay. um, if there's any big games. So we'll keep an eye on that. Uh, I guess one other note, I guess, before we move on to college that I thought was interesting this week. Can you name me the one NFL team that Green Bay Packer quarterback Aaron Rodgers has never beaten. Hmm. He has beaten 31 or 30 teams. Hmm. There is one team he has yet to beat. Wow. No, I I don't know who that would be. Who is that? It is the team they are playing today in Green Bay, hmm. the Cincinnati Bengals. Wow. 0 2 against the Cincinnati Bengals. Hmm. So I just hmm. thought that was a, an interesting note. He beat all. Thirty teams, so I guess that'll be something to watch out for. I I would call that a milestone. I mean, give Green Bay credit; it's not just Aaron Rodgers doing all the heavy lifting, but I mean, he's been the guy behind the wheel, and you got to give him some credit too for that.
1: Cincinnati is not doing that well this year, so but they need a win, so probably have his record. Maybe luck will be on their side. I'm pulling for you, Cincinnati. (laughs) Keep the streak alive. Beat the Packers. Beat the Packers. All right, whoever's playing Green Bay, beat the Packers. All right, so we're gonna jump over to
0: college. Yep.
1: Uh, I posted this video on our Facebook page the other day of the Boise State yep. dog. I think that
0: that made the rounds because I saw that, that was, on stuff that wasn't even that uh, was great. Why aren't more, more teams doing that? You know how hard dogs are to train. <laughs> I mean, people have problems having them pissing on the carpet, let alone uh, going out and fetching a, a, a tee on a football field. Well, I don't know.
1: You throw a frisbee out there and you get these dogs going crazy. So, yeah. but I just thought it was a great video. It's a uh, Uh, A big black dog. um, I don't know Labrador Retriever. I couldn't tell. I believe that's what what it was. was, But but just he looks like he's having such a good time. He goes out there, gets it, and he's he's just looking for somebody to play tug of war with. And he just is having such a good time. So that was that was great. I I really enjoyed that. Another story that came out of the college ranks in the FCS. uh, Austin P. Snaps a twenty nine game losing streak with a sixty nine to thirteen home win over Moorhead State. There were over 8,000 fans in attendance, and when the game was almost over, they ran out and tore down both goal posts. Right so on. excited. Uh, just a huge win for that school. Uh, the officials had to call the game with 17 seconds left on the clock because there were no goal posts anymore. Oh, geez. So, congratulations to Austin P for, for finally getting in the win column after 29 games.
0: Well, good for them.
1: Yeah, there's a video uh, showing this, the mayhem and all that. It was awesome. <laughs> Good, good for you. Congratulations. Uh, another thing I wanted to mention was yesterday uh, I was flipping around stations and you know, with our satellite dish we get all kinds of alternate sports stations right. and you get to see uh, uh, some games that you don't normally see in your area. I actually was watching the Harvard Brown game yesterday. Harvard taking on Brown, two Ivy League schools. This came courtesy of the New England Sports Network and then I forget what channel it was on but It was on one of our alternate stations, and uh, as soon as I saw Harvard, I said, oh, i got to watch that. And uh, so it was just kind of cool being here in Michigan, watching Harvard play live in that historic stadium of Mm -hmm. theirs. Um, Seeing them play Brown, Uh, they were really beating up on Brown, but uh, the final score was 45-28, Harvard wins. But in the fourth quarter, I believe Brown converted three onside kicks to keep the game close. So they scored a few late touchdowns, and... uh, Made the score kind of respectable, but in the end, Harvard prevailed. And uh, so, so, my point is, if your if your favorite team maybe isn't playing right now, if maybe you've got a four o'clock game and you don't know what else to watch earlier in the day, look out for some of these weird games. I, I wouldn't call them weird. Let's just say, look out for the games that you normally wouldn't watch. Right, like an Ivy League
0: game. Yeah. Look out for a MAC game. Look yeah. out for like one of those Sun Belt games. Yep. I mean, shoot, we got your big five conferences or whatever they want to call them, the Power, Power Five. Yep. Uh, so look outside of it. I mean, it's not that hard. The games are everywhere, especially yeah. on a Saturday. You might find a, a new team that you really like that uh, you could start following over the Internet. Right, you could have followed Western Michigan last Saturday by a chance and seen a great comeback win. Mm-hmm. So
1: yep. you never know with college football. Yeah, don't get don't get hung up on just a handful of of schools, you know, the top 25, there's a lot of football being played every Saturday yep. and a lot of great teams, a lot of great plays, a lot of players out there that aren't going to be in the NFL, but they're playing their hearts out every Saturday for the fans and uh, uh, just encourage everybody to to look for the different game. Mm-hmm. Okay, moving on to the CFL.
0: Hold on. Come on. You keep jumping over my segments. <laughs> you got it written down right here in the notes and I got my segments and I got my my screens all ready to go. And you're just blowing right past me. Okay. Come on, man. Sorry. Well, every week we know there's too many college games to cover. Mm -hmm. So I like to just cover some of the upsets from the top 25 uh, that not a lot of people probably are cognizant of. Mm -hmm. But I wrote down I got three games that we'll talk about and then we'll move on to your CFL. So hold your horses. All right. In the top 25, number 24 ranked Oregon. Lost to Arizona State yesterday, a score of 37 to 35. And I'm sure Oregon was wearing
1: horrendous <laughs> uniforms. So I bet you yeah, overlooked them. I not see any highlights of that one, but yeah, you're probably
0: right. One of the other games was NC State upsetting Florida State, the number 12 ranked team in the country, by the final score of 27 to 21. Huh. And there's one other big one and i'm scrolling through here trying to find it i should have actually wrote it down but the number 16 tcu bullfrogs horn uh, frogs horn frogs, horned frogs. Well, they should be the bullfrog i think a horn <laughs> frog is stupid anyway they beat number 6 oklahoma state 44-31 oklahoma state had national championship aspirations and tcu has been a dark horse team all season oh. so good for tcu in that upset they are now 4 and 0 we'll see if they jump up in the in the standings, when uh,
1: sure, yeah, that'll help. Or crowd. the
0: polls, when the polls come out, I, that should be any week now. They should start doing the uh, BC or not BCs now. It's the <laughs> the, the playoff yeah, poll. Yeah, that that usually comes around halfway
1: through the season.
0: Okay, so, so maybe in a couple weeks because yeah. of the yeah, the, that's only four weeks in. It's probably in two more weeks. Yeah. Um. Other Love than those that, upsets. Yeah. Other than that, your usual suspects. You know, the number one, two, and three teams in the country. Uh, really handling their opponents, so no surprises right now. I think in the next few weeks, once we start getting into the bigger conference games, yeah. uh, we'll have some more upsets to talk about. Yeah, I think
1: most of that all starts next week. I think uh, after four weeks, all of their uh, out-of-conference games are, okay. are over with. So Sweet. Now we're getting into the conference games. So yeah, get me
0: into those. I want the conference games, man. Yep. But all right, let's get into your CFL
1: news. Okay. Well, which I- is... Don't blank much... on my
0: sheet yeah. so i don't know why you're rushing
1: <laughs> not, not much news but i thought we could run down some of the scores and, and uh, at least talk about the standings oh now Hopefully. you want to go through the scores and standings
0: sure <laughs> All continue, right. son. well i have that pulled up as well <laughs> so uh in a final score it doesn't tell me what night this is i got the cfl app opened up uh, i would assume this is probably a Friday night game. Yeah, they play some Thursday, some Friday, some Sunday. Okay. Well, there were three games that went final for week 14 of the CFL season. Uh, the first game, the Ottawa Red Blacks fell to the Winnipeg Blue Bombers in a final score of 29-9. to mm. The next game, which is my biggest surprise, I guess not so, because I'm pulling for these guys to go all the way to the Grey Cup this year, the <laughs> Hamilton Tiger Cats beating the British Columbia Lions 24-23. Hmm. And then in the final score, uh, the Toronto Argonauts handily took care of the Alouettes of Montreal, 33-19, to 19, mm-hmm. uh, keeping the Argonauts at the top of that West Division. Mm-hmm. And if you want,
1: I can run down the s- current standings now as well. Sure. Yeah, we, I posted some highlights of that uh, uh, Montreal-Toronto game, too. And I think I had some Winnipeg uh, highlights, too. So those are on our Facebook page. Yep. So for the first time... There is finally a team in the
0: East, uh, not the East, in the West Division, sorry, that uh, is under 500, and that is British Columbia after their loss to the Tiger Cats. So in the West, you have in the lead the Stampeders of Calgary. That's the East Division. That's what, no, that's the West. On the official CFL app, that is the West oh, Division, right. good sir. That wrong. I might have, have you been writing that wrong for weeks? Yeah, uh, I think I might have been. You, sir, I am ashamed. <laughs> you are just really screwing up this North of the Border stuff.
1: Yeah, I got many apologies to our friends North. All of right, the border. well, I'm
0: glad I'm here to correct it. In the West Division, we're going to go over it again. All right. Stampeders at ten and one and one. Mm-hmm. The Blue Bombers at nine three, nine and three. Sorry, I thought yep. there was a tie for a second. No. The Eskimos of Edmonton at seven and five, the Rough Riders of Saskatchewan at six and five, and now the British Columbia Lions at six and seven, falling below five hundred for the first time in several weeks. Yeah. In the East Division, the Toronto Argonauts also under five hundred, still lead the division at six and seven. The Ottawa Red Blacks, second place in the East, with a five eight and one record. The Hamilton Tiger Cats getting that third win. Now finally jumping up from last place. Yep. Three and nine on the season with the Montreal Alouettes at three and ten. So things are shifting in the C- in the CFL standings. It looks like the Tiger Cats are starting to make their play for the playoffs. Uh, hopefully they can get up there, but it's looking like it'll be a tough fair against the Red Blacks and Argonauts for right now. Yep, But, yep. Uh, Pretty exciting stuff in the CFL. I saw several highlights from this weekend's games, and uh, CFL is as exciting as always.
1: Yeah, yeah. love the CFL game. It's, it's a great game to watch. But After you've watched it for a while, you don't even notice that they, they only have three downs and that they've got 12 players. Yeah. Football is football. It's, it's all great, and I uh, love the CFL brand of football. Yes, sir. Okay, moving on to some upcoming events. Uh, our latest upcoming event is uh, October 1st, another NFL game in London. The Saints are going to be taking on the Miami Dolphins at Wembley Stadium. And, again, that's going to be another 9.30 a.m. game, which you've already said you don't like.
0: I'm not a, not a total fan of. We had to do that for the Lions a couple of times, yeah. and uh, I'm not a fan of getting up
1: that well, early. Yeah, you work nights. so Yeah, I work nights. <laughs> it's, and, it's, and
0: some some weekends. That's what makes it hard.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Well, finally, we're going to move on to our history lesson for today. Man, we're just breezing through today's episode. Yeah. Today's history lesson... How Dallas Texans owner, Lamar Hunt, bamboozled the Dallas Cowboys into paying his team's move to Kansas City. A story that I am familiar
0: with, and I'm excited for, if you do not know this story, to hear.
1: Yeah. Well, back in 1960, two pro football teams debuted in the city of Dallas. The NFL debuted their team, the Dallas Cowboys, and the upstart American Football League had their franchise, which was the Dallas Texans. Now both of these teams actually played in the same stadium, which was the Cotton Bowl, and we got to see the Cotton Bowl when we went down there right. uh, this year. The original Cotton Bowl, not yes. the uh, both Jerry Cotton Jones Bowls. Compliment. Yes, we we went to dri- drive by the old Cotton Bowl stadium. So the Texans were actually the better team, the AFL's Texans, during the three years that they were competing for fans in Dallas. In fact, the Texans actually won the 1962 AFL title over the Houston Oilers. By a score of twenty to seventeen in double overtime. However, it was becoming evident that fan attendance was not sufficient to allow either of the teams, the Cowboys or the Texans, to be profitable. It's, it's like the town was completely divided. Half the fans loved the Texans, half the ta- half the town loved the Cowboys. So it was it was really hard on both teams. So it became obvious that the town couldn't support two pro teams. One of them had to leave town or or fold if either one of them was to continue to be profitable. So Lamar Hunt secretly began looking for a new city for his Texans team during the 1962 season, and he found one in Kansas City. But before he made any public announcement that he was going to be moving the team out of the city, he held a meeting with executives of the Dallas Cowboys. Now these two teams didn't like each other, and they really didn't like the fact that they were sharing the stadium sharing the city, sharing the fans. So a lot of animosity between those two teams. Before Hunt made any public announcement that he was moving his team, he held a meeting with executives of the Dallas Cowboys. He boldly offered to pay the Cowboys to leave town, something that he knew they would never do because they were an NFL team. When they turned him down, he said that he would be willing to move his team if the Cowboys paid the Texans moving expenses. Well, the Cowboys happily agreed to that, and they secretly paid the Texans approximately three hundred thousand dollars to move out of town. The Texans left Dallas and became the Kansas City Chiefs in nineteen sixty-three. The Chiefs would go on to appear in Super Bowl one in January of nineteen sixty-seven, losing to the Green Bay Packers by the score of thirty-five to ten, but they returned to Super Bowl glory in Super Bowl four when they defeated the Minnesota Vikings. 23-7, 23-7, to seven. and that's how Lamar Hunt bamboozled the Dallas Cowboys into paying his moving that's expenses. That's such, such a good story. Already, already planned on leaving, figured, yep. shoot, why not just... Uh, hey, it was worth a try, and it worked. Yep. Yep, they were so happy to see them leave town that they were willing to pay their moving expenses. That's good. All right, well, that's it for this week. Wow. Anything else? I don't know. This is one of the shortest shows we've done. Yeah, not a,
0: not a <laughs> very news-heavy week. I mean, there were some stories, but some that are... A little too politically charged that yeah, we're, we're going to try to that. avoid.
1: Yeah, this, this Football is supposed to be fun. It's not supposed to be uh, a political uh, football, if you pardon the right. pun. Uh, we're going to try and stay away from some of those uh, types of stories. But um, follow football, follow your favorite team, discover some new teams. Football is supposed to be fun. Right. So let's have fun with football.
0: I mean, football is not without its serious... Uh... Serious stories. I know sure. we had one story that came out this week, and I, yeah. I kind of agree about why we left that out. Yeah. Uh, some some evidence is still being you know, looked at around this issue. Right. Um, and if you don't know what we're talking about, I'm sure it's not hard to find a, about a former Patriot player. But uh, yeah. su- such touchy subject, and we don't have all the yeah. facts just yet. Yeah, so just
1: sad, sad story.
0: Sad and, story, and, and who knows how much of this evidence is actually uh, going to actually – Prove anything, or if, yeah. or if there's even yeah. uh, cause to even rethink what you know. I don't. Know. It's it's so it's a very difficult. Th- yeah, yep. it, so it's, many it's many been talked about know. all week. So, yep. um, just expect that, that kind of stuff to be left out until we know the facts. Yep. Other than that, football, like he said, is fun. We're here to enjoy the game itself and celebrate all the different uh, teams and leagues. Um,
1: love those upsets. Love the upsets. So. That's what we want to focus on. All right. Well, that's all the time we've got for this week. So we hope that you learned something today that you didn't know before listening to this podcast. And if you did learn something, well, then we've done our job. Visit our website at theworldoffootball.com for news, links, upcoming events, and more. You can email us at info at theworldoffootball.com. You can also like The World of Football on Facebook at
0: TWOFKalamazoo.com where we post a lot of great CFL highlights and other unique stories and pictures from all over the world of football. You can even follow us on Twitter. The address is also similar to the Facebook link at TWOF Our podcast, which you are listening to right now is available on SoundCloud as well as iTunes right now. Um, so if you could go over to the iTunes link, uh, leave us a like, a comment, uh, some, some rating, I mean anything would do I'd take a 3 or 4 star what do we need to improve <laughs> on, we're still working out the kinks, you know, yep. only 7 is this 6 or 7? This is 7 7? Dang, so 7 uh, episodes in, we're doing this for almost, uh, almost 2 full months Yeah. so uh, obviously we don't have a big fan base right now, if any, and we're just <laughs> doing this for fun and uh, get the word out there, so uh, share with any football fans you might know too that would enjoy this, it would
1: be greatly appreciated um. on our end all right, join us again again next week when we'll review all the happenings in the world of football. I'm Randy Snow. And I'm Adam Snow. And we'll see you all next week. Play clock at three. Matthew's got it back. Sets, looks, throws. He's got Golden Tate who makes the catch inside the 15,
0: inside the 10, and he's biking away. He's into the end zone. Pack the bags, start the plane. This game is over. It is over. What a comeback by the Lions!